Diddle dum dum, British Roman podcast. So today we're going to be talking about three things you didn't know about bicep tendons. Fucking hell, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Take it away, Shane. So, <laughs> so uh, right, strong man, strong man, like a stereotypical injury that you. That you, can, that you kind of link with with strongman football. You think of like hamstring tears, hamstring injuries, and stuff like that. People, you know, whatever. Strongman. Why? 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 Why are bicep tendon injuries common in strongman, or more common than other sports? Let's say. Well, it's a it's a type of sport where there's a lot of loading from lots of different angles. <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> Well, if you you came up with some fucking topics, then you can put me on the spot. Well, that fucking maybe I will next week. <laughs> three, three things to fix your plantar fasciitis. Go on, John. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> tell you what, something that I learned, I learned about this. Well, I didn't really learn about this. I already kind of knew this, but it was something that I take for granted and sometimes don't put in. But um, Shane Flowers had that little bicep pull at um, Brits. Was it Brits or was it Europe's? Which one was it? Europe's, the most recent one. Yeah, Europe's. And um, I had a chat, whenever I'm kind of like, not not really stuck, whenever I'm like not sure and need a bit of like clarification and a bit of help, I always refer to uh, Mr. Tom Hib, especially with stuff like this, because he's just so good at... Um, Rehabil- well, not just like rehabilitation, but I, I, I say, I guess the word structural balance, like making sure that everything's working in line so that you can uh, obviously perform without the risk of, of any issues. So I, I chatted with Tom, um, had a bit of a discussion about Shane's biceps, and we did do some bicep isolation work, which was fairly light. And I wasn't really pushing him. But the one thing that Tom uh, told me was that they're a really fast twitch muscle and they need to be trained in isolation fairly heavy and get the structural balance correct by strengthening the biceps. And Shane said to me, well, like back in the day training and he used to do a gun session or whatever, he would curl the 40 kilo dumbbells, you know, because he'd do them all the time. He was just curling them. And when he first came into strongman and powerlifting and stuff, he didn't really have these issues. But then as strongman and powerlifters, we can get a bit lazy with the work and we can start to tell ourselves, well, oh, I train my biceps when I do stones or when I do this or that. But you're never taking them for a full range and strengthening them with a full range. Got <laughs> the size on your lad. Um, so, yeah, Tom basically said to me, get his biceps isolated. So we, we got him doing incline dumbbell bicep curl, which is one of my favorites to do because it stretches the bicep for its full range. Um, because obviously if you do a bicep curl with a bar, you kind of hit your hip. Whereas with a dumbbell on incline, you can stretch back and almost reach to the back wall and really stretch the long head of the bicep. So we're doing that and his biceps were basically piss weak. So, what that indicates, obviously, is there's an issue going on with the strength in isolation, which could be a cause of the 
why his biceps is feeling a bit fragile. So what we've added in is just some heavier bicep curls uh, on the incline um, and some cable curl as well. And just going to try and strengthen them in isolation um, up till Worlds because he's obviously got Worlds coming up, which has stone off in. And it's obviously a big worry that you need to be able to go ham on that stone off. So we've put in bicep isolation in lower rep ranges because what I was doing was putting in like sets of 15, 20 light with, you know, pump and squeeze, just blood flow work. And Tom's basically said, no, get them, you know, lower rep range and heavier load. Brilliant. So what, what, uh, <clears throat> sorry, just on a bit, off on a bit of a tangent, what, um, where, where's Worlds? And what, what's, what's the, what's the weather and temperature going to be? Uh, hot, I imagine. Hot. Yeah, so, so like a bit, a big thing, I'd get, like, make sure that he's got some like different buttons attacky and that he can, uh, cause that's going to be a big thing for the bicep, just getting the right, yeah, the right yeah. thing for the day. We actually, one of you know, you know, Alex, don't you, Alex Bird? Yeah. Uh, he actually messaged the other day to say that um, that Brian was on a podcast or something. Yeah. And Brian saying he made a mistake at Worlds because he um, didn't remove his tacky off his sleeves. And um, when he went to Worlds, the temperature was heavier. And um, so I'm just checking now that it is Florida because I'm. Yeah, it is Florida, yeah. yeah. Um, he didn't remove his tacky off from training. And then when he got to Worlds, it all like he had different tacky with him, obviously, for the different temperature, but his tacky turned all weird on his sleeve. So yeah. when he his tacky he had this big mess. So so yeah, we actually had this combo yesterday about making sure he cleans his sleeves and um why not? Because Alex messaged like, I'm just thinking for sure, it's pretty cool because everybody Everybody helps him and like looks out for him. It's pretty cool because he's new as well, isn't he? But Alex's like, oh, listen to this Brian Shaw seminar and he made this mistake. So make sure you tell Shane. So I told him and he was like, oh, yeah, I need to make sure I fucking sort the tacky and sleeves out because that's a big mistake you can make, isn't it? In a different country is um, end up with watery tacky because you yeah, use- and it's the kind of thing that once you're once you once you realize it's too late, you're fucked. Like there's nothing you can do. Like I. I I did it when I went to India in 2019 and it was just by luck. It was by chance that I had like four different blends of tacky. The, I didn't even think about it. The tacky that I was going to use was like, at the time it was like old time strength training tacky. I'd been using it through the kind of, it was like November time. So I've been using it in training. It felt amazing. And it's one of those things with, with weather, like right now with the temperature outside, like, you can't imagine the weather. Like I look outside now, and it's like some quite sunny. I can't imagine what it what it would be like to be raining, even though it was raining earlier or yesterday. Like uh, I, personally, I anyway, I'm fucking talking shit. But you, I don't know. What I'm on about mate. I'm off on a tangent. But <laughs> you know about bicep tendons then. Well, in, ter- in terms of like injury injury reduction from um, or injury re- reduction in terms of strongman, like I think what we said like a couple of weeks ago about our approaches being they both work and they're both very, very different. Like might might be like more technical, more specific. Yours more structural balance approach, or whatever. I think this is like a perfect example that. But- 
if you can kind of marry the two together, like that, that's going to be the, the the ultimate thing. So, so like you're saying, like stuff where people achieving structural balance, you're saying about like like little things. What you've just said that I thought were great about training the bicep through full range of motion. Um, like Tom Hibbert saying about get going heavier than maybe some people would be used to. If some people are used to just getting a pump, by actually training a little bit heavier. Um, so a big thing that I, that I see on on exercises where people are, seem to be prone, more prone, or, or basically where, where accidents seem to happen in strongman. What we're talking: tire flips, axle cleans, mix mix grip. Uh, deadlift, odd, odd loading and stuff when the objects yeah. like stranger. Yeah. So, but so, but the, the common thing that I'm that we see in those, uh, yeah, very often like in the supinated position where the where the kind of palms facing where you where you basically your shoulders externally rotated, your palms facing up or out. Um, that seems to be a position where the where the bicep getting more exposed. But I think coupling that the positional thing with actual technique of how people are lifting is like a, a massively contributing factor. And I see see like a lot of guys who are like, say, that like using the upper body, like not using the upper body, instead of thinking about using the upper body while, while they're doing the lift, like actually not using the lower body well enough, if that makes any sense. So, so like say for instance, someone doing like a clean variation, a lap axle clean or a log clean, you imagine, imagine you, you, your gym bro, Shane, who goes and who's really say pretty strong upper body. Somebody who's never touched a log log before, but he's got like a what 150 bench and he wants to give a uh, log a go is bodybuilding kind of background or bodybuilding training. What, what are the errors that you see when he goes to pick a log up for the first time that makes you cringe? Well, they'll row it in his hip and curl it to his rack. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And then probably be, or, or very often you'll see that what, what do people like that often say after the first log session, they're like, Oh, fucking hell, my biceps were hurting. Yeah. So whereas you take somebody who's like, say, from like, say, an Olympic weightlifting background, who'd come to like do log for the first time, like they're going to be a bit more likely to be drilled in keeping their arms relaxed and exploding through the legs and creating the tension through the legs, which I think is a is basically an example of where we can take the best from like, say, both backgrounds. Like if we take the the conditioning and the kind of um, uh, structural balance thing from the bodybuilding style approach, but couple that with the technical benefits of actually learning how to keep your arm relaxed, like say on any kind of clean variation, like any time of any kind of tire flip, any kind of even 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 like say um, you've seen it when you watch people when you watch people pop a bicep on mixed grip deadlift, and you're seeing very yeah. very. The, the the kind of there's there's very often a little bend at the elbow and they're subconsciously right oh the, this weight's heavy now they're creating tension and dipping rather than kind of keeping that elbow straight does that make sense yeah i think the two do go well together especially because most of the time i found that you can't do one without the other for example if someone's 
by the time, because sometimes it's hard to notice that there's a slight technical issue because it can be degrees. You know, it can be you know, pretty straight arm, bicep feels okay, tiny degree bend, biceps in pain. So then the person comes to you with, look, my bicep's sore. So you make these adjustments. But once it's in that state where it's inflamed, it hurts doing that movement anyway. So then you've got to go, and strip it back to the structural balance thing and go, right, we're weak and painful there, so let's make that strong and not painful. Once that's sorted, you can then go back to the stone or whatever it is and then go, right, now we need to, you know, maybe keep the structural balance working uh, with less focus, just in the background ticking over because we'll note that it's something that could be an issue for you. And we need to address the, the technique so that it doesn't, crop up again um and like yeah. i say two together is where you're going to get the best result which is why it's sometimes really hard with someone like shane where we've got worlds and we can't just be like oh well we won't do stone for yeah you can't just do a technical phase you've got to be you you've, you your phase is dictated by the weights that he needs to lift so he needs to be like well whether it hurts or not you need to be training at a 160 to 180 stone or whatever. Yeah, so now it's become with Shane, it's like we're trying to marry those two together, like do the structural balance work. When his biceps feeling not so great, we'll do technical focus work. When it's like, oh, it's a good day, we'll go heavier. And then hopefully as the weeks go on, because of all of it working together, hopefully we start getting more good days than bad days. And then for worlds, we have all good days kind of thing. Cool. So a little summary that I kind of live by on this topic in my head is like, I, I think we should be improving technique on the specific implements that are kind of make you prone to the injury into and what I mean by um, improving technique. I believe that if you learn how to use your biceps less on those exercises, uh, not only are you probably going to be safer, but you are, you're going to be, better connected to the, whatever implement you're trying to produce force for and, and in a better kind of state to drive through the legs, which is going to be uh, better for the force production and the, the thing on, on the task anyway. Um, but keeping the structural balance thing in and keeping the being strong and conditioned in isolation in all these different kind of different movements and positions, because the stronger that you are, it, with the structural balance approach is the bigger your error margin. Yeah. Because, yeah. because if you, your, your techniques, if your techniques, but if you rely on great technique and your techniques great 99% of the time, but that 1% of the time you've got no conditioning or no, or very little kind yeah, that's, of that's tissue really, in the shit positions. That's, 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 that's a good thing to Cause like you say, if you do go out of position, you make an error yeah. If you're wrong, then you're like, oh, I've got away with that error. Yeah. Um, and then you can obviously note it and also try to limit the exposure to the issues. Um, but yeah, I think the structural balance work, because if the thing, you know me, when I was trying to do stones with you a couple of years ago, and I kept saying to you, my bicep hurts, it hurts, it hurts. I did it eight days of bodybuilding. Yeah. Steps uh, are completely fine now on stones and stuff, completely fine. And I just, just from, but if I hadn't have done that phase, then I couldn't even pick up a 90 kilo stone. I felt like it was going to come off. Yeah. Uh, 
But then the way I approached it was I used higher rep ranges, but it still made huge differences in my strength. And then Tom's basically said, no, take that to the next level. And like you said, if, if the stronger you get in isolation, the, if, if I ever do make an error, yeah. I'll not get the punishment for it, if that makes sense. Yeah, well, like, to be honest, mate, I think that's a great, I think you are a great example of how you've improved at Stones. Like now in your head, you feel like, you, you could work whenever you want to, whenever you need to, you could work up to say peak to 180, 200 stone. Like, like that's fat reasonable, isn't it? And you're not going to be worrying as much about your bicep. When I used to do stones over the last year or two, I used to get my hands under to, to start my lap. And all I'd be thinking is like slowly apply force until it moves and no more, because I felt like if I just went bang, it would yeah. come off the bone. Whereas now, um, that's removed, and I, the lap is just a lap. You know what I mean? It's just fun again. You know what? I, I could just see that see that demo, right? And you can see with my arms, right? And I, this is like a, an error that I see. What I feel, I feel people go like that and squeeze and then pull to produce the force. Yeah, with their upper body. Whereas I much prefer people to almost like, almost like tense the triceps. And then get around the stone that way, and then almost use the use the hand as a kind of yeah. That's how I do. Paddle. That's how I do now because you showed me that. And um, just find that basically you can get loads of traction on the stone, especially when you've got your tacky. And um, but basically I, using using the wrist wrench in for the grip. Oh, do you, right. Do you go when you when you because this is something I do now since you told me about it. And I kind of adjust. I didn't. I didn't clarify this with you if it was right or not. But I started doing it, and it was fine. But I used to go right under the stone, and sometimes I'd even like roll it a bit and stick my fingers, trying to get like as as around it as possible. Whereas now I don't. I just kind of like get. I just kind of go there wherever it goes naturally. I don't fight to try and get yeah. too. Um, so I don't I, know if that's. I, I think this is a this is a prime example of of practice being it, it's just, it's something that you can't this is an example right you can't look at a stone and say right this is where you this is exactly where you should be putting your hands today because you do not know because the 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 temperature is going to change the like you, the, there's so many there's so many factors so you need to have a you need to feel, feel around for that and 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 it's going to change from day to day. But basically, as you get more confident with your technique, you'll like you probably notice this over any given session, and you get confident, oh, yeah, I've got my tacky right today. Uh, yeah, that feels good. The grips feels good. They're not too dusty, uh, whatever. Like, you'll notice, in my opinion, as you get better with your technique and more efficient, your hands will come further up on the stove. Right. Uh, That's like, what's happening. I'm much higher up than... What I used to because because you 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 because logically you're going right round it like that to to try and get as much of your body in contact with it as possible. But realistically, you might learn that you're getting ninety percent of the benefit from actually just having your like your your hands in contact or the bottom bit of your forearm and your hands. Uh, yeah. And the trade-off is like if I if I'm going right round there to start the stone, can I produce more force there or or like here, here, I feel really strong. And, it, and it, 
really, really good example. Last year I did that um, strength games and it was like a stone, what was it? 140 stone, as many, like basically round robin. You did one rep and then it was, it was almost like a, almost like an EMOM, if you will. And it was just like, you were out when you, and honestly, mate, that got so much better as we went along. And I watched the video and I noticed that because it got easier. I got, did about, I can't remember, 12 or 15 reps or something. And it, it got easier as I went along. And I noticed that the pickup was just getting easier because as I went along, I was getting more confident with my uh, trust in my grip. And exactly that phenomenon of starting really low because you're unsure. And then as you build more confidence, just nat- just gradually coming, coming back up. And by the end of it, I was almost just putting my hands on the centre of the stone and it just felt so efficient but nobody's going to have the confidence to do that like just randomly you need to get in there and practice it and um stuff but anyway that that 